Hey everyone, this is Sportify, and football is back. I don't know if you've heard, but I'm going to be covering the pro football season, and Connor is going to be covering the college football season. So each episode, we're going to do a two-week recap and talk about our favorite teams, both pro and collegiate, and have a little review. So I hope you enjoy that. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. This is Sportify, and football has returned. Adam is here with me. Hey, everybody. So first, we are going to start off with our college football report from Connor. Week one of college football is complete. So why are we seeing all these upsets? There is something to describe the low-scoring games and the high-efficiency play that we've seen so far. Because really, I mean, there's been some of the independent schools like UMass and UConn, New Mexico State, who we already know were in a difficult position entering the season. But I can tell you, with the super senior year this season, and Bianca, I talked about this a few months ago with you, there's going to be a lot of good play from teams this year because they don't have a lot of questions entering the season. With all these guys returning, regardless of their class or eligibility, you're seeing a lot better play. You're seeing a lot more defense this year because we got that repetition in over the offseason. But LSU coming off the loss to UCLA. I said UCLA has a chance to have their best team under Chip Kelly. Is LSU overrated or is UCLA underrated? Or is it a little bit of both? I would not be shocked at all to see LSU ranked between 10 and 15 at the end of the regular season. They've still got Florida, Auburn, and Texas A&M, who are all kind of average this year on offense. They all get them in Baton Rouge, and their non-conference outside of UCLA is very manageable. Now, the LSU swing games this year, like I mentioned earlier, Florida, Auburn, and A&M, who all have questions on offense, all come to Baton Rouge. So, I want to ask you this. Is is LSU overrated? Well, to start the season to be ranked that high, yes. But it doesn't mean they can't finish that high or perhaps a few spots higher. Speaking of Tigers and full stadiums, how about Clemson, the other Death Valley, losing to Georgia? I didn't see that one coming. In fact, I had Clemson winning the national championship this year. It can still happen, but I'm going to need a lot more protection for that take as well as Clemson will need a lot more protection from their offensive line. So, Georgia's secondary was a huge question mark entering the season. They lost seven defensive backs from last year's team, either to the draft, graduation, or to the transfer portal. Well, I didn't think Georgia's defensive line would be that dominant to the point of they can literally protect themselves from their secondary getting exposed by Clemson. Well, they did. I'm just saying that I'm a little surprised that Clemson didn't at least score a touchdown because you know who's another dark horse team? I'm telling you, I told you this, Bianca, a few months ago, and I think people are now starting to realize what I was saying, Cincinnati. If Cincinnati goes undefeated, they are not losing in the American this year. Their schedule works out very well for them in conference. They get both UCF and SMU at home. To Conference USA, they look just tremendous. The only disappointing loss was the Louisiana Tech-Mississippi State game, and Louisiana Tech blew a 20-point lead. UTSA beat Illinois. Marshall killed Navy. Uh, UNT, albeit it was against an easier team, but they took care of business in week one. 
You've got some underrated teams in Conference USA this year. Obviously, UAB is going to be UAB. Uh, so that's my takes uh, on week one of college football and of the storylines to watch for for the 2021 college football season. Uh, there have been a lot of conference moves and for instance, OU and Texas are now in the SEC. I believe that should have happened a long time ago, personally. The ACC is now an alliance, and there's a bunch of ins and outs. The alliance, that yeah, that, that whole deal is kind of weird. It's an agreement that is not written down anywhere. That's a whole you know thing. what it reminds me of? It reminds me of the Super League in soccer. <laughs> Let's evaluate some things that are happening within the NFL. Now, I'm going to start on week one, obviously. And before we start with the first piece of news, which happened on the day the NFL came back, which was Thursday, Tampa Bay Bucks against the Dallas Cowboys. What else happened that day outside of the game? So, TJ Watt, he was extended by the Steelers for four years worth more than $112 million. Tampa Bay, of course, if you did not know, they won the Super Bowl last year. Before we get into anything else, Adam, do you think they are going to do a double and win again? They have a fighting chance at, at repeating. Given the nature of how NFL playoffs happen, one bad game, you're done. Uh, it's still an uphill battle for anybody. It was just so TB12 heavy. And when I say TB12, I talk like Tony Romo. I, Tom Brady, he's number 12. So I heard Tony Romo say that, and I was like, I love how he says that, so I'm going to say that now. Thank you, Tony TB12. Romo. The score was 31-29. to 29. Dallas lost. Now, as a Dallas Cowboys fan, I'm very happy with this loss. This felt like a win. It really did, and I will explain why. Now, I saw someone, I think it was Clark on ESPN, and he said that Dak Prescott, because this was his first starting game back, he did not play in the preseason. Dak Prescott looked better than Tom Brady, or excuse me, TB12 on the opener. And it made me think, and I was like, you know what? I think he's kind of right. Yeah, Tampa Bay won. But we will look at the statistics if you're one of those people who are like, well, look at the statistics. Okay, I am. Dak Prescott had a lot of fire in that game. I don't know if you watched it, Adam. It did. I, I don't think you could have a better start to an NFL season than this game was. I, and even people who, there were so many, you know, in the Twitterverse, so many tweets saying, I don't even like either team, but this was a good game. <laughs> so here's how the scores broke down. So in the first quarter, it was tied 7-7. Within that quarter, Michael Gallup sideline catch with his toes still in bounds. It was beautiful. Textbook. It were we were talking about sports photos in the last episode. That's a yep. photo. Dak threw it to CD and CD was able to run a touchdown. Now the whole thing was, we have the big three. We have Cooper, CD, and Gallup. In the matchup for first downs, this kind of shocked me. Total, Dallas had 30 first downs. Tampa Bay only had 24. Very interesting. Total plays, Dallas had 77. Tampa Bay had 64. Total yards, Dallas, 451. Tampa, 431. Total drives, they both had 13 drives. 
Tampa Bay edged us out a little bit on yards per play, which is 6.7 yards. We had 5.9. And in passing, we edged them out. We had 391 yards passing. Tampa Bay only had 379. I'm going to break down the passing because I think that's very important with the quarterbacks that we had. So, yards per pass. Tampa, 7.6. Dow, 6.6. Interceptions thrown. Dallas had one. Tampa Bay had two. I do think the one to uh, KZ on the Cowboys, I looking at the footage, it went directly to him. I don't know if Tom Brady expected another player to be in that spot, maybe, but it was it was like a dime, you know, because <laughs> as we all know, Tom Brady's accuracy is very good. And he was very accurate within that interception. <laughs> um, so Yeah, he also had another close pick. He also picked Mike Parsons. That's uh, right, that's right. And that was super unlike Tom Brady to throw as he's almost to the ground. I'm so used to Dallas having something go wrong <laughs> that causes a turnover of some sort. I was ready. I really did think the score was going to be Tampa Bay 30, Dallas 2. Like, I was ready. I love Dallas. Fall my heart and my soul. But I was re- I was mentally and emotionally prepared to lose that game. <laughs> Very badly, might I add. But we really impressed. And in time of possession, Dallas had 34 minutes and 27 seconds total. Tampa Bay only had 25 minutes and 33 seconds. In the red zone, the made attempts. So one out of four for Dallas in the red zone and three out of five for Dallas in the red, and for Tampa Bay in the red zone. So what does that mean if you don't watch football? Well, basically, if you're in the red zone, you're very close to getting a touchdown. Who did we throw it to to make our red zone attempt? That was Amari Cooper and he caught it and he kind of did what Gallup did and stayed right inbounds. But Brady wants to drive, wants to take from 99 yards back all the way to the pylon. And he wants to make that drive all by his little lonesome. And I have, I rarely see Tampa Bay run, ever. And when they do, it never works, usually. The Eagles and the Falcons, a good old bird match. So the Eagles destroyed (laughs) the Falcons. Now, the Falcons have who? Matt Ryan. Uh, and Matt Ryan. The Eagles have Jalen Hurts. So, and now Gardner Minshew, he went over there in the offseason. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, because he was with Jacksonville and he was the starter for, I don't know, two seasons ago. But then they got number one pick Trevor Lawrence, who actually lost his first loss in his life the other day in the NFL. And, um, it was a whole thing of like, where's Gardner going to go? And then the Eagles got him. So anyway, Eagles have Jalen Hurts because Carson Wentz went over to the Colts. And by the way, Carson Wentz is hurt. (laughs) Uh, We'll get to the injury report in a little bit, but what happened? So score was 32 to six. (laughs) It's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Now, They say it's a new era in Philly and Hertz had three touchdowns and it 
they really are excited of where Hurts is finally taking this team because he finally got the chance to. So that's I really don't care for other team either teams. So I'm not really gonna spend much time on that. But um, then we have the Bengals and the Vikings. Another good game. Now I do like the Vikings, and they were horrible last season. <laughs> I mean. They were worse than the Cowboys at their worst, let's be real. And I was looking at scores of last season and I was like, what happened? Because I remember they had kind of a Cowboy moment. In 2018, they were great. And I really did think they were going to the conference championship and then maybe the Super Bowl. I really did. But then all of a sudden, it just blew up in their faces. So, Kirk Cousins is the quarterback for um, the Minnesota Vikings. And for the Bengals, Joe Burrow is back. So, I had to ask my friend, shout out to Terrence. <laughs> I was like, is Joe Burrow back? Like, when did he get back? And because we were looking back at the... better than ever. <laughs> we were looking at the games and like what was happening in week two. And I was like, wait a minute. When did he get back? And Terrence was like, I don't know. Is he not back? <laughs> it was so funny. So I was like, you know, I really didn't notice when he did come back. So um, maybe it's because I never watched the Bengals. <laughs> I never. <laughs> so the score was 27 to 24. The Bengals ended up outlasting the uh, Vikings. So the Vikings have plenty to clean up after that. It was in overtime, though. That's a good sign. Overtime is a good sign for the team. Even if you lose, it means you're going in the right direction. So it was a choppy start, kind of because it was 0-0 in the first quarter. No one scored. Then Bengals scored two touchdowns in quarter two. Vikings scored one. Third quarter, both teams, two touchdowns, or excuse me, a touchdown for each team. And then in overtime, um, the Bengals actually won with that field goal. So there's that. And then the next game, the Steelers and the Bills. So I was not sure who was going to win this one because we all know what happened with the 11 and 3 situation with the Steelers last season. How they were all perfect, and then all of a sudden, at the most important moment, they decide to lose three games. <laughs> um, the Bills kind of did the opposite of that. They won 11 games toward the end of the season, and then eventually got knocked out. But I really had my money on the Bills. They sadly did not win, but that doesn't mean anything. So, Steelers won 23-16. to They knew it was going to be a Steelers win if you are a Steelers fan because they have a new offense. Not Big Ben, he's still there, but they've got a lot of fresh blood out there. So then we go to the 49ers and the Lions. So Jimmy Garoppolo is back in San Francisco and I love saying that name. <laughs> I really do. And then we had the big trade news that I mentioned a couple of months ago, Matt Stafford and Jared Goff. Basically what happened, they switched teams. They went to each other's team. Jared Goff is now in blue and white and Matt Stafford is now in blue and bright yellow. So it was a good game, all high scoring. 
honestly, I really didn't think a lot of these games were going to be high scoring, but this one was. So 49ers won 41 to 33. And they built a 28-point lead. And they were able to hold it. You get 28 points. You could have what happened to Seattle in week two and have the other team win in the last second. (laughs) I'll get to that. But, you know, San Francisco and their defense, i.e. Nick Bosa, part of the Bosa brothers, was able to hold them. And they were able to, the offense was kind of able to relax. So they coasted to that win. And the Cardinals and the Titans. Now that game was honestly embarrassing if you are, if you are a Titans fan. Cardinals killed them 38 to 13. It was glorious. <laughs> it was glorious. Um, Kyler Murray was um, playing fantastically. Kyler Murray was nothing short of dazzling. And this is his third season in the NFL. Can you believe that? Oh my God, I just saw a Gronk commercial. (laughs) 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 Sorry. I was like, I know that. Which one is it? Is it the one where Tom Brady calls him? No, that one's funny. It was a hymns commercial. It's like men's clothing or something. Okay. Um, I like the Tom Brady Gronk (laughs) phone call commercials. In that game, Murray had five touchdowns and Jones five sacks. So, <laughs> yeah, he, I believe Jones got uh, a defensive player of the week award for his conference um, with that five sack performance. It's just crazy. Like five touchdowns, that's, that's Brady numbers. The Chargers and Washington. So Washington has not come up with a new name even though they've had a long time to do so. <laughs> um, just just Washington, that's it. So the Chargers won that game 20-16. to 16. Herbert threw for 337 yards, and Fitzmagic, Ryan Fitzpatrick, <laughs> is for Washington now. And I really thought he would be doing better, but then, as we will come to know, into week two, he hurt his hip and he is now placed on injured reserve. So that did not last long. <laughs> the reason why the Chargers are not doing well is because, yes, you have Herbert and you have Bosa, but Bosa is not doing well this season. And you have Allen, you have James Jr., you have uh, Williams, you have let's see, even with all those players they're having the problem that Dallas used to have, those players are not connected. Yeah, you have Herbert throwing for billions of yards, but the plays are not there. They're just not there. And the penalties are eating them up. I remember a time when the Cowboys would get penalties every single drive. <laughs> That's literally what's starting to happen. So, Yeah, 94 yards of penalties in that game. I also do believe the Chargers have this new $5 billion stadium. I really do mean that. That was how much it cost. And I think it's kind of getting in their head. More Cowboys fans showed up to that game than Chargers fans. Let's just talk about that. You have a $5 billion stadium, and with your own team, no one seems to come to your games. What's the problem? (laughs) That's an interesting product, I think, of having two teams in one market. Because I don't know that the Rams have that problem. And they successfully relocated and still have fans. I never understood the relocation of the Chargers. I was like, what was wrong with San Diego? But okay. And Oakland Raiders, 
San Francisco 49ers. They're still San Francisco, um, San Diego Chargers. And now you have LA Chargers, LA Rams, San Francisco 49ers, Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> That's what you have now. Yeah, they spent $5 billion on their stadium, but they didn't clearly save enough money to help their team in the draft. So <laughs> let's just uh, look at your salary cap and then get back to me. Like, yeah, you can have the nicest stadium in the world, but your team is not doing well. What's more important? T, that was a hot take. <laughs> that, was a, that was a hot take for sure. Like, yes, Jerry Jones has spent, what was it, $2 billion to build AT&T, but... $2 billion in California is not going to go very far for a stadium. Well, also, Jerry built that way long ago, so it's probably right. the equivalent of $5 billion now. We have our giant video board, and we are very proud of that, but if I hear one more thing about the Chargers video board, I'm going to scream. <laughs> oh, but it's so nice. Shut up! <laughs> it was, but it's so nice. Okay. One thing I do think is real. I do think the video board's cool, but I'm just kind of sick of hearing about it. Um, yeah, like, I get it. You can see under, instead of looking at like the platform holding up the video board, you can still see the video, if that makes sense. I'm, I'm trying to make yeah. it visualize. <laughs> From um, the field. One thing I do really like that they do is during pregame, they play all of the other games going on at that time. In AT&T, from any single seat in the stadium, you can see what's on that board, and that's what you love about it. It's not like you're squinting or looking one direction. It's everywhere. I love it. And um, all-encompassing. If you're at a stadium that's smaller, yeah, you have a, a video board like the Chargers, and it makes it pretty cool. It makes it immersive, um, kind of like a Wrigley Field-esque intimate setting and that's what they're trying to do the cowboys are not about about intimacy we are about winning anyway so (laughs) (laughs) the panthers and the jets okay this was interesting because sam darnold now i have to explain my jersey curse for our new listeners um oh also thank you to our new listeners and i hope you like our new logo (laughs) so um the new york jets used to have sam darnold as their quarterback I really like Sam Darnold, so I bought a jersey. (laughs) Literally, a year after I bought the jersey, he left for Carolina. Every single time I buy a jersey, the player either A, gets traded, B, gets injured, or C, decides to retire. (laughs) And I'm like, what is it? Like, what's wrong with me? And I was like, Sam, why? (laughs) I still have the jersey, but... Now, Zach Wilson, number two draft pick, is the quarterback for the Jets. He's really not doing so well right now, but it's okay. It's, it's, pre, it's preseason rust coming off, and, you know, he's brand new to the NFL. Takes a minute, um, as Trevor Lawrence is finding out. So, Panthers won 19-14, to 14, pretty close game, and Darnold was able to defend it. Sam Darnold is in his fourth year. Okay, the Texans and the Jaguars. Now, uh, his alumni, Clemson, has been struggling without Trevor They're Lawrence. They're in, like, 10th place, right? Or something. Yeah, they, I think they took a loss week one and week two against Georgia Tech. I mean, they yeah. barely won against Georgia Tech, so. Yeah, it's Not looking good without Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> <laughs> he was there for four. He was a starter for four years, so. 
you know, the illusion of the dynasty is starting to crumble a little bit. Question, can we undraft Trevor and take him back to Clemson? (laughs) I'm sure Clemson would love to put that man in a PhD degree. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Trevor, listen, how does doctor sound? Well, you're on scholarship. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, NIL just happened. We could buy you a house. Like, what do you want, buddy? Yeah, and you, yeah, you get your PhD, but do you want to also be like a lawyer? <laughs> yeah, yeah. How's a medical degree sound? That's like what? That's like 12 Eight more years? Eight to 12. Yeah, yeah. That's so Board funny. certified, whatever you want, buddy. Just pick. Just pick. Oh god. You want every single degree that we offer? Okay. We got a lab coat with your name on it. (laughs) Listen, listen, if Tom Brady can play in the NFL for twenty two years, why can't he play for us for twenty two years? What kind of double standard is that? Okay. Listen, I, I mean I really was like I knew he played there for four years, but I was like, oh yeah, Clemson's going to be a like, top contender this year. And then their first two games was like, damn, they are really missing something. I wonder what it is. <laughs> it is that lion mane of Trevor Lawrence hair. <sighs> Dude, has he uh, has he made um, any partnerships with shampoo companies yet? <laughs> because, okay, no, no, no. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Uh, no, no, no. Uh, hair Can't partnership. <laughs> I was thinking, as soon as he went first round, I was like, for sure, <laughs> this guy is going to immediately get signed by, like, head and shoulders, like, Dove, <laughs> like, ah, or somebody, right? I don't know if he's been signed yet. Okay. He's He's got to have made some hair contract. Because <gasps> the flow is dude. real, dude. The flow is... Dude. is legendary. He literally uses Pantene. That's what I just said. <gasps> I was right. No. Yeah. <laughs> In 2019, you revealed that he uses Pantene shampoo <laughs> and has yet to sign an endorsement deal with any shampoo or conditioner brand. How is that? Ha- how is that not happening? <laughs> He's already That's partnered so with Adidas, Gatorade, Bose, mm-hmm. Airbnb, and Wingstop. How do the marketing and advertising executives at these shampoo oh, companies oh, wait, not wait, have wait. this man on speed dial? Trevor, Trevor, breaking news, the Clemson insider, Trevor Lawrence changes shampoo. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did he switch from Pantene to something else? He might have switched to Pantene. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> I, I've seen his article now. <laughs> Dude, his hair is iconic, though. Okay, I this is in 2021. Who is this for? <gasps> L'Oreal. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay, but like, who owns? Is that is that a parent company of? Is there a bigger parent company of L'Oreal? I love how he literally is like, yeah, I use Pantene and then gets a L'Oreal commercial. <laughs> Yo. Uh, yeah, he uses Pantene as of 2019, but. In 2021, he has a L'Oreal commercial. So, yeah, I think Head and Shoulders they went with Patty. They went past Mahomes a couple of years, like yeah. probably two or three years ago. And uh, I don't know if they want to share the spotlight. <laughs> Although, the, can we talk about the iconic handover between Troy Palomahu 
and Patrick Mahomes for the head and shoulder position. Yes, and also, iconic. I just iconic. saw. I just saw the best headline I think I've ever seen. Let's hear it. Clemson QB Trevor Lawrence's hair is almost better than his national championship. <laughs> If Trevor Lawrence were to cut his hair, his magic would be gone. <laughs> I don't know. Look up uh, Trevor Lawrence's short hair. It's from high school. And it's, me? It's, <laughs> it's weird looking. It's so not what I'm used to. Let's see. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> right? Um, Dude looks like he could be in the ROTC with that haircut. <laughs> Oh! See, Gardner also- Minshew wishes his hair looked as good. So okay. 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 Maybe well- that's why he got cut. Maybe maybe Jacksonville's <laughs> like, listen, we're gonna go with the guy who who's got what you're going for. Gardner, though, in the hair department, his whole it's thing- an upgrade in all parts. His whole thing is the mustache. The mustache has to that's be. That's true. The He's handlebar the has to be there, and. Aaron Rodgers okay. has a little stash going <laughs> right now, doesn't he? Have you seen his man bun? Oh, yes. Yeah, I have. <laughs> I have. Um, the Texans beat the Jaguars 37-21, to 21, a very hefty win. And, of course, Urban Meyer is the new coach. I really do believe he is a college football coach only. I do not think he's going to succeed in the NFL. Hot take. Because um, clearly. Yeah, I think a lot of people might agree with you on that. You know, new coach, new quarterback, and the same bad Jaguar. <laughs> they just, I feel bad for them. They never win. I think this is, I think this is a similar situation to Joe Burrow last year getting yeah. drafted to the Bengals. Kyler Murray got super uh, fortunate to go to a team that was able to rebuild around him so quickly in the Cardinals. You know, Baker took a couple of years, but they're rebuilding around him, right? Oh my gosh. The Jaguars and the Bengals, no, it's only been oh, two oh, years oh, for the Bengals. I'm sorry. One year for the Jags. They're struggling to do that around their new quarterbacks. You know what I just remembered? You said Arizona. J.J. Watt's over there now. <clears throat> he, dude, Arizona is looking good. I am so confident. What do you think you love more? All right, I'm gonna give you four okay. options. Oh no, all right. Arizona Cardinals. Got it. That's one. Trevor Lawrence's hair. That's two. <laughs> Cliff bars. <laughs> All right. What's four? South Korean archers. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. Um, I'm putting South Korean archers number one. Okay. Uh, unequivocally, <laughs> the South Korean archery community has my utter respect <laughs> and and admirance. Um, uh, number two uh, goes to the Cardinals. Uh, I like their team a lot. I love their quarterback. I think they're building up really well. Uh, number three, Cliff Bars. Um, <laughs> if the price point was a little better, they could be at number two. <laughs> oh my two. god, they're so expensive. They're so good. Like the other day. I was I was outside for a number of hours. It was quite hot, and uh, I was hungry. I was like, "Dang, I need to like go buy some stuff. Like go to you know 
fast food something or other. And then I was like, hold on, I got a clip bar in my backpack, okay? <laughs> so I, I cracked out a singular cliff bar, okay? Uh, it was a chocolate brownie clip bar. <laughs> Okay, and it was a little melted, but that almost made it better. That almost made it better in the Texas heat. I have um, one on my my nightstand. <laughs> so good, regardless of who's on the cover. It's not who I thought it was. Listen to the last episode to figure out who it is. Um, <laughs> yeah, Cliff bars are elite. Uh, I still have yet to muster the courage to purchase the Cliff cereal. Um, you know, it's. Well, that's a hard one for me. Uh, I'll do it. We'll do it together. <laughs> yeah. I, listen, I'm coming back to Dallas eventually. We'll we'll have Cliff cereal together. Yeah. Um, and Cliff <laughs> Minis, you know, that seems a little little bit of a reach for a bigger fellow like myself. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Cliff is at three. Cliff is at three. <laughs> yeah, uh, and and your, unfortunately, oh, in my giant Michael, hands, Hel- yes. Michael Phelps height, you need more than Cliff Minis. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Uh, the duos are an interesting concept. I need to investigate further. Um, and then no disrespect to Trevor Lawrence or the wonderful flow. Uh, I would love to have flow like that, but I'd put him at, at four. Oh my God. Anyway, okay. the Jags game. <laughs> the, only thing, the only thing I want to add about the Jags game uh, is that um, Tyrod Taylor impressed me. He was a one of two quarterbacks that was a backup last year that was not a backup this year that played really well in week one. Next game, Chiefs and Browns. Great game. Great game. I don't know Second favorite game of the week. I understand I have a new tagline for this podcast, and it says sports from a mad Irish woman, but I went full Irish just now. Did you hear that? I, w- uh, I did not distinctly identify it as Irish, but I, I indeed heard it. I went, great game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Chiefs won. Um, even though Baker Mayfield did really well, and um, Mahomes absolutely dazzled, and it was a 33-29 win over the Browns, and um, I really thought that game would go to overtime, but it didn't. This then- was my second favorite game from week Yes, two. yes, that's exactly right. For week right. one. And I'm just going to kind of speed through these here. So Dolphins, the Patriots, Dolphins actually beat the Patriots. Um, Tua against Mac Jones. And Tua had a touchdown pass and a turnover by Howard lifted the Dolphins over the Patriots. So Xavier Howard is one of the NFL's best players at causing turnovers in 2020. So here he is now. And Mac Jones... Also, just a side note, I feel like he belongs there. I went the moment he was drafted by the New England, I was like, that's a perfect fit. Um, yeah. And I really like Tua, even though the media seems to hate Tua. I was like, why are y'all hating on him? But okay. Um, and then moving on to the next game Saints and the Packers. Just horrible, horrible game for the Packers. I think that Aaron Rodgers is purposefully throwing games so he can get fired <laughs> because in the offseason, he was like, please let me leave. Please let me leave. Please let me leave. I don't want to be here. And then they were like, no. And he was like, but I want to go. <laughs> so, 
they just would not let him. And then they reached negotiations or whatever that means. And he ended up staying. But you can tell he just does not care as much as he once did. And yes, you have a contract that you have to follow, but this man really does not care. And so Jahamis Winston, what a powerhouse. What a game. He looked really, really, really good in week one. He threw, not for that many yards, okay, only 148 yards, but he had five touchdowns. Right, that is that is like Kyler Murray. So good. He played so good, and for James Winston, the important number here is zero interceptions. Very important. Okay, also- because in 2019, when he was the starting quarterback in Tampa, he had 30 for 30, 30 touchdowns, 30 interceptions. Oh. <laughs> Is that what ESPN okay. 30 for 30 is about? <laughs> uh, if they did an episode on him, it would be. Okay, but zero interceptions with five touchdowns is a great way to start the year for Jameis Winston. As a Saints fan, that got me fired up as heck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Either> way. <laughs> anyway, so, no, he's really good, really underrated, and I think he does very well with the Saints, and Drew Brees is now in the booth, and he has a toupee. So... <laughs> On last week's Monday Night Football, um, Peyton Manning and Eli Manning came on with Russell Wilson as a special guest and broadcasted the Baltimore game, and it was hilarious. I (laughs) loved it. I love Monday Night with Manning. I watched it last week. So funny. So engaging. Got me to watch the whole game. I love Monday Night with Manning. And he was like, this helmet doesn't fit. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. And then his brother's like, that's because you have a fat head. Okay, we all know this. You need like double XL custom helmets. And then he's like, listen, okay, I have this thing with Riddell and they make me custom helmets. It's not that big of a deal. You didn't have to tell the national TV audience. <laughs> well, also, I watch Peyton's Places, which is an ESPN series, and I love it. And now they have Eli's Places. Um, and basically, Peyton in his series, I haven't watched Eli's yet, but he goes to all these football legends and or former players or current, and he spends a day with them. And it's hilarious, and it's very informational. And I love um, it's I just love that guy. And um, so speaking of Peyton Manning, let's move on to the Broncos game. So 27 to 13 Broncos beat the Giants. Thank goodness. Who is the quarterback for the Giants? Daniel Jones. And who is the quarterback for the Broncos? Teddy Bridgewater, who actually was formerly with the Saints. So he threw two touchdowns and the Raiders and the Ravens. Great game. Derek Carr is a force to be reckoned with. I think he is playing the best football that he has in his career. What do you think? Been playing phenomenally through two weeks. This is my third favorite game of the week. Uh, Derek Carr, no joke, if he plays like he did week one, week two, MVP candidate. I agree. MVP candidate. He's playing, yes, uh, long story short, the best he's played his entire career. Also, before we move on to week two, there is a <laughs> there is a website that I discovered on Sunday because I was looking at the quarterbacks and I was like, you know what? These quarterbacks are really tall. And there is a website called, <laughs> or not called, there is a headline saying, 
the height of every starting quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> so we're going to go through it and it's going to okay. be quick. And if you're surprised by any of the heights, let me know. So these starting quarterbacks are 6'4". Okay, they're Adam's height. All right. Matt Ryan. Andrew Luck, who is no longer in the, in the league. King. <laughs> King. Oh. I, Andrew Luck, I like that guy. Uh, I like that guy. I don't, I'm not even one of the people that's mad he left. It's kind of weird, though. He was just like, all right, I'm done. Like, it's kind of yeah. random. He's like, listen, I made all the money I wanted to. I did the things I wanted to, and I'm not trying to get CTE. Goodbye. <laughs> um, Tom Brady. I didn't realize Tom Brady was that tall. I didn't think he was that tall either, but I, I like that I'm the same height as Tom Brady. Well, um, Ryan Tannehill, Eli okay. Manning. Jared okay, Goff, I did not think he was that tall. Uh, Johannes Winston. Oh my gosh, I saw this name and I was like, what happened to him? Marcus Mariota. Dude, yeah. Uh, I think he's a backup somewhere now. Yeah, he is. But I was just like, I remember when he was going off at the Titans. And then they were like, bye. <laughs> oh, see you later. Starting cornerbacks who are 6'2 in height. Dak Prescott, who I actually think is 6'3, but okay. Um, <laughs> I think he's probably 6'3. Uh, Andy Dalton. Don't need to talk about him. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Teddy Bridgewater, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and then another name I had not seen in a long time, Robert Griffin III. Dude, is he in the league? <laughs> I don't even... No, yeah, he is. I think he's a third stringer from Baltimore. Oh, that's awful. Um, well, he had I... so many injuries. Every single I wanna... Yeah, yeah, he's with Baltimore. Wow. As of uh, the 2020 season, he's with Baltimore. So, here are the quarterbacks that are 6'3". Six, 6'3 three. Six, three in height, Kirk Cousins, Derek Carr, Matthew Stafford, Jay Cutler. Um, here are 6'5 quarterbacks, okay? Josh Allen, Carson Wentz, Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, and then here's another person I totally forgot about: Blake Bortles. Oh, yeah. Oh my God! Sorry, I just saw this. Guess how tall Joe Flacco is? Five eleven. Six six. What? Mm-hmm. Six six. Holy crap, I didn't think Joe Flacco was that tall. That's the tall dude. I did not realize that either. That's Gronk height. Uh, Tyrod Taylor is 6'1". So, moving on to week two. So, Giants versus Washington. Washington edged them out by one point, 30 to 29. And then the Bears and the Bengals, 20 to 17. Bears took it over. Browns and the Texans. Browns won 31 to 21. Rams and the Colts, 27 to 24. Patriots and the Jets, uh, 25 to 6. Patriots. 
49ers versus the Eagles, 17 to 11. 49ers. Raiders and Steelers. The Raiders pulled off a win against Big Ben. Derek Carr, again, 26 to 17. And the Panthers versus the Saints. The Panthers crushed them. I don't want to Surprising. 26 to 7. Broncos versus the Jaguars. The Broncos won with Teddy Bridgewater, 23 to 13. Buccaneers versus the Falcons. Well, um, the Bucks won 48 to 25. Falcons were hefty enough to put up 25 points, but they didn't do the rest. So um, then we have the Cardinals versus the Vikings. Very good game. One point game. 34. That might have been my second favorite game uh, of the week. The Cardinals won. So then the Bills versus the Dolphins. Uh, yeah, the Bills beat them 35 to 0. And then I had the Dolphins kicker on my fantasy team, and he got me a big fat goose egg. Didn't kick <laughs> one ball. Oh my God. Uh, I'm going to, I need to, I need to cut that man and draft a new kicker. It's okay. I had Zerline. He helped me out. <laughs> Uh, or have, uh, but I did lo- lose my streak okay, thanks to the Chiefs. 35-36, one-point loss to the Ravens. And Lamar did a little flip into the end zone. Did you see that? Yeah. Somebody on the sidelines got an awesome picture frozen of him upside down. Yeah. And then the Titans and the Seahawks. So the Seahawks were ahead 28 points and then for some reason, the Titans decided to come back in overtime and win it with a field goal or, uh, 33 to 30. And then finally, the Cowboys versus the Chargers. So, Cowboys won 20-17. Greg Zerline game-winning kick. We decided not to go to overtime. We easily could have, but Mike McCarthy said no, no, no. And he kicked that field goal and he got it right down the middle. Woo! <laughs> so happy. Um, so, here is our injury report. Now, in all in the 12 o'clock games, six starting quarterbacks were injured. All of them. <laughs> um, we'll get to that, but who else got injured? Bradley Chubb of the Broncos. So, TJ Watt, who just got extended, he's out for um, the Steelers, and he had a groin injury. And Mayfield got hurt on an interception on an interception throw, and. He, he hurt his shoulder, and I was like, oh, God, <laughs> not Baker, please. And he went on the sideline, and then he kind of, like, recovered, and he started throwing again, and he's fine. But it scared the crap out of me, let me say that. But also, Jarvis Landry had one catch, and then he went to the locker room. <laughs> and my friend and I were like, where did he go? <laughs> because he was just here. He just made a catch and now he's gone. So Landry has a sprained MCL, which is very then Andy Dalton got injured his knee. I think it was 
I don't know, the second half or something like that. He ran and it didn't go well for him. So um, that's when, that's why the Bears won because Justin Fields was able to start. And then, um, so Tyrod Taylor is out. Yeah, we're going to look at the, our last thing is we are going to look at the top 10 of the top 100 players and see how they're doing. So number one, Patrick Mahomes. How do you think he's doing, Adam? I think Patty is playing pretty fantastic. So I hope his turf toe has healed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was weird last year. I don't know enough about what that is to basically to know, like, you run so much on the field that you jam into your cleats. Yeah, like poorly fitted because they're poorly fitted, or just just that's how much he's running because he's a scrambler. Okay, so then to Aaron Donald, what do you think? You know, I haven't heard his name very much, if I'm being honest, in the first two weeks. Rodgers, I think he's throwing games, and I do not think he should be anywhere near the top ten. If you go based off the first two games, he should not be in the top ten. Um, and I... Um, Derek Henry for the Titans, number four. I definitely agree with that. I think he's doing fantastic. What do you think? He's, he's playing super well. Uh, he is standing out from the rest in the, in the running back category. I agree. Travis Kelsey! He's playing good. Um... Oh, I think it's oh. a little er, oh 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 oh! I just saw a stat today that I have to say before you say your thing. Um, Go ahead, he no. is the fastest tight end ever because he's reached eight thousand yards. Oh, the fastest to reach eight thousand? Yes. Nice. But yeah. Anyway, you were saying. You know, I think Travis Kelsey's a really talented tight end. But I think Rob Gronkowski is showing that he is competitive with with Travis Kelsey. Um, oh, yeah. I so, consider them both great. Yeah, I don't know that he stands out above other tight ends right now, but week two is really hard to, to compare people. Uh, I just looked at this, actually. Rob Gronkowski has the most receiving touchdowns of any player in the, in the league through week two. And number six, Devontae Adams. I think as a byproduct of Aaron Rodgers' current play, Devontae Adams is not doing great. Now, he has to be doing well right now because he's on my fantasy team. Uh, seven, Tom Brady. Tom, play, Tom Tom Brady's looking like a, uh, like he's looking like a, his normal self. He's looking like the GOAT. He's looking like a league MVP candidate, a Super Bowl candidate. Eight, DeAndre Hopkins. He's made he's made plays when they need him to. He's been a reliable target for a young, talented quarterback, building rapport, being a team leader. Okay, we're gonna end this episode here. Thank you. Do you have anything to add? Uh, no. It's been a pleasure. Glad to be back. Do you have uh, more quiz? Excited. I do. Uh, I think I have one more um, brownie, chocolate brownie one, and then I'm going to have to go back to regular old chocolate chip. I had the other day a flavor. I could not find it. So I was on campus and I had like a three hour break. Mm-hmm. So I go to like the convenience store that they have yeah. and uh, I'm looking at flavors and they got like nothing. Like they were picked dry in the art department because everybody knows how good it is right and uh, i was like all right i'm gonna have to settle for a non-traditional flavor <laughs> i got blueberry crisp oh i was not disappointed not oh, disappointed really? but then i went to the store like three days later to do my shopping 
And I was like, all right, can I get like a six pack of these blueberry crisps? Couldn't find them. Couldn't find them anywhere. So, so I might have to make an order online. <laughs> Here's a question for you. I wonder if I can buy crisp bars directly from cliffbar.com. Oh my God. They're on Amazon. Um, can you guess my favorite Cliff Bar flavor? I'm gonna, this is gonna be a, a big reach here, but I don't have much to work on, okay? Coconut chocolate chip. You honestly, you're kind of close. Okay. Like you're kind, you're on, you're like there, but not. Did I get like half of it right? Honestly, no, but like. <laughs> no, okay. All right, so I wasn't that close. Do you want me to just tell you? White macadamia nut. You're correct. <laughs> oh, that's not bad. Two guesses is not that bad, guys. I I, I was thinking coconut and the white, and I was like, yeah, kind of there. Yeah, dude, I'm on cliffbar.com. <laughs> okay, like, guys, yeah. trying to figure out if I can order myself some blueberry crisp. They have seasonal flavors, new seasonal flavors. <gasps> really? White chocolate cranberry, spiced pumpkin pie, Ew. and peppermint bark. Oh, peppermint bark. That sounds good. I wonder if I can get like a mega sample pack of one of every. I honestly think that you can. Cliff Bar bulk variety pack 36 bars. View details. Ow. <laughs> Oh, oh my god, it is 4860. Yeah. Yeah. It is three of each of the following chocolate chip, crunchy peanut butter, white chocolate, white chocolate macadamia, chocolate brownie, cool mint chocolate, peanut butter, banana, dark chocolate, which is a good flavor, uh, sweet and salty chocolate chunk with sea salt, coffee collection, <laughs> specifically oh, vanilla. Vanilla um, uh, vanilla almond almond latte almond latte. Okay, coffee collection dark chocolate mocha, raisin oatmeal raisin walnut blueberry crisp, and nut butter bar chocolate and peanut butter. Here's the deal, Adam. Twelve flavors, three bars each, for a total this? of thirty six bars. How about this? Okay, sorry. Split. The 50. <laughs> and you just okay. send me the half of the bars. And you keep well, there's three of each, so you'd either have to pick oh. specific flavors or we'd have to like start chopping bars. <laughs> chopping bars? <laughs> uh, oh, oh my God. So, okay. <laughs> well, all right. That was a very productive conversation. And now we have to stop this recording. So, this is Sportify. Please go subscribe to social media, which is podcast underscore Sportify on Instagram and podcast Sportify, case on Twitter. 